Well, here I am. Happy divisional round Saturday, everybody. Or that's the time of when I'm recording this. I'm not so sure on when I'm going to release this, if I'm going to release it right away or if I'm going to wait till Monday. But um, maybe we'll do football on Monday. But nonetheless, um, Luis Arise has been traded from the Minnesota Twins. And the news dropped yesterday, a.k.a. Thursday, excuse me, Friday. The news dropped on Friday afternoon, early afternoon, and it was... Uh, it wasn't necessarily shocking news. We knew that Luis Arise was on the trade block and he was he I'll, I'll put it this way. Luis Arise is pound for pound one of the best players on the Twins. His batting average won him an American League batting championship this year. He was he can consistently put the ball in play as your leadoff hitter. Carlos Correa loved that. Um and it's just one of those things where it's like and he was one of our all-stars this year. We had two all-stars. We had Buxton and we had Arise. They both got hits in the all-star game. Buxton, of course, got the game-winning home run for the American League. And Arise got a single, I believe it was, later in the game when he, after he was substituted in. But Luis Arise, one of the most, in a franchise that's been embarrassing and just depressing to watch and consistently throwing middle fingers at their fan bases by rebranding and saying, oh, we got a brand new video borrowed at Target Field, and oh, we're going to have a new logo, and we're going to have this big thing at the Mall of America, and oh, how much are the new jerseys that you that we're, we want you to buy? Oh, yeah, they're $360. Yeah. Thanks, poll ads. I know you got to make money here, but that's not exactly the best way to win back your fans who hate watching your product and have no faith in your organization, even though you're, what, the eighth most rich owners in the entire Major League Baseball, and you'll spend that money. And then, um, you got to give them credit, in the last month, they were able to re-sign Carlos Correa, so they were able to get that done. And he's going to be here for the next six years. There's no opt-outs. And if they do get rid of him, they're going to be able to get the maximum profit for him in return. Maximum return for him, I should say. And they're going to have control of Carlos Correa in his prime. And honestly, that's really the most you can ask for. So the Twins have locked down Carlos Correa for a minimum six years. And now they faced a unfortunate reality, which was... No matter how many dollars they give Carlos Correa, they don't have pitching. They have, oh my goodness, let me pull this up. This is what the Twins rotation looks like. Sonny Gray, good. He's a very, very solid pitcher. Let him cook. Rocco, Sonny Gray can, can go more than four and a half innings. He can go more than five innings. Let him cook. Sonny Gray is good enough. Don't even think about stepping on that mound until at least the fifth inning, late end of the fifth inning, uh, if if even that. Let him keep going. Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, um, you've got Kenta Maeda, who had to miss the entirety of last season after Tommy John surgery. So hopefully rehab has gone completely good, and Kenta Maeda will be able to get out there at Target Field this summer and just tear it up like he used to when he was with the Dodgers. You've got Joe Ryan, who was one of their more outstanding young stars. Uh, Joe Ryan, was was he their opening day pitcher last? I think so. They've got Joe Ryan and they've got Bailey Ober. And then um, from a outside point of view, they have Josh Winder, Louis Varland, the incredible kid from, where is he going to school here? It's not Concordia. It's, it's not McAllister. What's the one that my um, 
I have a friend from I'm a friend from high school that's going there. Do, do I really have to Google Maps this? Because I refuse to get this incorrect. Um, come on, James, you can do better than this. It is Ham Hamlet? No, no, it's not. Come on, dude, you can do better than this. Um, McAllister, yeah, you got the McAllister kid, um, Louis Varlin who has just been doing outstanding. He went into Yankee Stadium, I think, last August or last September, whenever that was, and he pitched one hell of a game, but the Twins weren't able to hold on to the lead, so we ended up losing his first game, which was not his fault. Um, Louis, Var Louis Varlin has been quite a, uh, a really nice spot. Hopefully his development keeps him going, and he'll be a very solid starting pitcher for us for many years to come. And then you've got Simeon Woods-Richardson. Um, and here you go. You've got this trade that happened yesterday. The Twins, no matter how good Luis Arise was, you're not going to win games unless you have a good starting rotation. Look at the Yankees, look at the Dodgers. They primarily win because, yeah, they pay a lot of money for everything, but they win because their pitchers aren't bums. And I'm not calling, excuse me, I'm not calling any of the Twins starting pitchers bums. I'm just saying that, like last year, you had just a rotation. It just wasn't going to work out. It wasn't going to work out. Then we made it to the trade deadline and we traded for broken goods yet again. And oh my goodness. And now we've locked down Chris Paddock for another three years. So Chris Paddock will also be there whenever he gets healthy again. But there is hope. There is hope. So now you look at this. Luis Arise, we trade him to Miami. The good news, I saw this hilarious tweet yesterday because of how similar the Twins' new M logo looks to the Miami Marlins logo. It's like, first look at Luis Arise in a Marlins uniform, and it's just him wearing the Minnesota hat that's brand new from the summer, or from this uh, this last winter. So then, Luis Arise, last year, right? Uh, career regular season, he is, um, oh, come on here. He's got... A 314 batting average, that is incredible. Last year was uh, 316 on-base percentage of three 375 last year, uh, 420 slugging um, on on-base percentage in his entire career, 374. He, Like we said earlier, he beat out Aaron Judge to win the American League Batting Championship. That's the only thing that Aaron Judge couldn't win last year. Um, so that was... That was a really good thing. That was a really good consolation prize, if there's anything in that mix for the Minnesota Twins fans, is that they've got the batting champion. And they're not even bringing him back now because they traded him for Pablo Lopez, who has been in the league now for, it looks like, uh, five seasons. He has 28 wins, 31 losses, an ERA of 3.94, and almost 500 strikeouts, 489 strikeouts. He is 11 away from getting the big 5 double zero. So you've got the career regular season for for uh, for Mr. Lopez. I just read it out. You've got the ERA of 3.94. You've got uh, looking in here. And, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? Guy's a good pitcher. He's a really good pitcher. You don't trade your star infielder who went as an all-star last year to Colorado. You don't send your star player who can always get the ball and play when you need a hit. You don't send him away for anything. 
except if you can get a guy like Pablo Lopez. So we got Pablo Lopez. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, and he's only walked 53 people in his entire career. He has 174 strikeouts. Uh, excuse me, that was last year's regular season. So you know what? Pablo Lopez, I think he's going to do a great job. I think that, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to adjust to the from the Miami weather to the Minnesota weather. <laughs> if he pitches in April, it's going to be like a 60-degree difference versus what it would be like in Miami. But um, hopefully he's okay with that. But yeah, you know, um, he's actually going to be, he's already recorded his video saying he's going to be at Twins Fest. So good for him. I hope uh, he and his family are going to enjoy moving up here. And what else can you say except thank you, Luis Arise. Luis Arise, I mean, I, I mean, I've sang his praises throughout this entire podcast so far, but Luis Arise was in a team full of despair and disappointment. Luis Arise was one of the only consistent things over the last couple seasons. So Luis Arise has a lot of deserving praise for what he's been able to do for our team and keep us afloat. So what's the mission now? The mission is quite simple. Win a damn playoff game. That's all we have to do here. Last year, the Seattle Mariners make the playoffs for the first time in, what, 2,000 years? And then they don't even just win a game. They win a, they win a playoff series. Granted, it was a... It was a divisional round. Excuse me. It was a it was a wild card round. So they moved on to the division series and they got beat by Houston. But you got to be kidding me here. If Seattle, and I know Seattle's got a lot of great young talent, but you got to be kidding me here. Seattle, out of nowhere, just comes up with Julio Rodriguez and wins, wins in a, not just one game, but they win an entire, not even in front of their home fans, because the entire series was played in, in uh, uh, what was it, Toronto? It's just unbelievable. The Twins have lowballed us for so long. And now finally, the owners are willing to spend money. And now you finally got an on-paper starting rotation that's really good. And now you finally, if Byron Buxton can stay healthy, he could potentially win an MVP one of these years. You make the trade for Joey Gallo. You've got Byron Buxton out there. And yes, I know Joey Gallo is not a great hitter, but he's Miguel Sano with defense. <laughs> Miguel Sano cannot play outfield, but Joey Gallo can. <laughs> so now you've got a good outfield on paper. You've got a great infield on paper. You still got Jorge Polanco, who still does good, consistent work. You've got Jose Miranda, one of the better, bright youngsters in your entire organization. You've got Kyle Farmer, which we're not even going to talk about. But you've got all of the pieces in place to have a good team on paper, a team that is capable of winning the winning the worst division in the entire major league. And going on, and not only that, but not only winning the division, but winning something that you haven't done in 18 straight attempts. Winning a playoff game. That's all we ask for. From the Vikings, we demand a Super Bowl. Because we've seen it done four times, and we've lost every time. We've seen them make playoff runs and choke awfully and humiliatingly. We demand a Super Bowl because we know they can make it there with what they have. With the Wild, we demand a Stanley Cup. We've been a team for 20 years. We've had good teams. We've had one run to the Western Conference Finals. The Wild, with, with Kaprizov and with all the talent we have on our roster now, we demand that one of these years will win a dang division, the Central Division one of these years, you know. 
they could still do it this year if they really wanted to, if they get hot after the All-Star game. We demand a Stanley Cup. We're the state of hockey, and we've never won a Stanley Cup. How embarrassing is that? From the Timberwolves, we don't expect a lot because the Timberwolves have always kind of been a dumpster fire of a franchise. But when you make a trade for Rudy Gobert and you do all this other stuff and you've got all these all-stars on your team, D'Angelo Russell, second overall pick. Anthony Edwards, number one overall pick. Carl Anthony Towns, number one overall pick. You've got Rudy Gobert. You've got Jaden McDaniels. You've got Nas Reed, Jalen Noah. You've got all these pieces. Can you win a playoff series? Can you? It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. Can you win a playoff series? Can you become relevant again? And now all we're asking of the Twins, can, all of that, we demand that the Wolves win a playoff series. We demand they become relevant again. Or become relevant. We demand the Wild win a Stanley Cup. We demand the Vikings win a Super Bowl. When it comes to the Twins, we just demand that they win a freaking playoff game. One singular playoff game. Since two, 2004. They, lo- they beat the Yankees in New York. And since then, they've lost 18 straight playoff games. It's the longest playoff losing streak out of any of the four major American sports. 18. 18 playoff games in a row. Imagine if that was any other... And now in football, you're going to have a lot less playoff games that you play. Imagine if an NFL team lost 18 straight playoff games in a row. Imagine if an NBA team lost 18 playoff... You would have to get swept. Four times in a row in the NBA or in the NHL. Not only get swept, but four times in a row to lose 18 times in a row. The Twins have lost 18 straight playoff games. And if they're, imagine they make a 20. Imagine. All we want is one playoff win. That's all we want. So now, Carlos Correa has come to our team. And last year, he was able to not necessarily reset the culture, but he was able to establish a really good locker room. From what I've heard, Carlos Correa is right up there with Nelson Cruz for how good of a locker room kind of president he was. Not with like ruling with an iron fist, but more of like Carlos Correa has won a World Series. He knows what it takes. So he wants to express to the entire team and the entire organization what's it like to play at a championship level. Target field is one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of baseball, in the entire world. Target Field is a diamond. And in the 12 years that Target Field has existed, we've seen, what, three home playoff games? Max? Two? The the highest-selling event, I mean, other than, like, the Kenny Chesney and the Jason Aldean concert, but the highest-selling sporting event uh, in attendance at Target Field was a... Hockey game, a hockey game, which was on New Year's Day, negative 12 degrees outside. Your baseball, you look at the, you look at Derek Falvey, you look at the owners of the Twins, and you just say, how embarrassing is it that your stadium, maximum attendance, was a hockey game where people had to wear 16 layers of clothing just to survive for three hours? And it wasn't a baseball, I guess you can count the, the the Major League Baseball All-Star game back in 2014. But nonetheless, I've already rambled on way too long today. But Luis Arise has been traded, and the Twins desperately need to win a playoff game. That's all they need to do. Just one. Just one. And since COVID, haven't they, don't they allow three wildcard teams now? They allow three wildcard teams. What's our excuse? What is our excuse for not getting in the playoffs and winning one game?
What is our excuse? We don't have any excuses. Our roster is good, if not great. Our city is passionate and great. Our stadium is great. Our owners are finally spending money. 2023 has to be the year that the Twins win a playoff game. And if it isn't, then there are some serious concerns that need to be brought up. But nonetheless, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of M Nation. Please consider subscribing. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get this from. If you're just on the RSS website, that is lovely and wonderful. Um, Coconut Red Bull. I want to remind you all that Coconut Red Bull is life. Coconut Red Bull is love. Speaking of love, Valentine's Day is coming around next month, and I cannot wait to not celebrate that holiday for the 20th year in a row. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, uh, I love you guys. Love my listeners. And um, I hope you enjoyed listening to M Nation today. We will see you soon. We will most likely be talking on Monday or Tuesday about the results of the NFL divisional round. See you then.